Welcome to the Rev Sarah Shares podcast for Sunday the 18th of September 2022. We're starting a new series on Old Testament characters and this week we're focusing on Deborah, although we do visit Mary in the New Testament and consider the life of service and women. We pay tribute to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, recognising her life of service and the role of faith for all three women. We touch on marginalising people, particularly through gender, and what it might mean to rise to the challenge, something we can do with faith. With thanks to Lynn for our two readings from Judges and Luke. I do hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Our first scripture reading today comes from the book of Judges, chapter 4, reading from verse 1. After Ehud died, the people of Israel sinned against the Lord again. So the Lord let them be conquered by Jabin, a Canaanite king who ruled in the city of Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived at Harosheth of the Gentiles. Jabin had 900 iron chariots and he ruled the people of Israel with cruelty and violence for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet and she was serving as a judge for the Israelites at that time. She would sit under a certain palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim and the people of Israel would go there for her decisions. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, from the city of Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, has given you this command. Take 10,000 men from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them to Mount Tabor. I will bring Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, to fight you at the Kishon River. He will have his chariots and soldiers, but I will give you victory over him. Then Barak replied, I will go if you go with me, but if you don't go with me, I won't go either. She answered, All right, I will go with you, but you won't get any credit for the victory, because the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. So Deborah set out for Ged Kadesh with Barak. Barak called the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh, and 10,000 men followed him. Deborah went with him. Amen. Our Gospel reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, reading from verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee named Nazareth. He had a message for a young woman promised in marriage to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Peace be with you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. Mary was deeply troubled by the angel's message and she wondered what his words meant. 
the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been gracious to you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will make him a king, as his ancestor David was, and he will be the king of the descendants of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, I am a virgin. How then can this be? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and God's power will rest upon you. For this reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. Remember your relative Elizabeth. It is said that she cannot have children, but she herself is now six months pregnant, even though she is very old. For there is nothing that God cannot do. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading from his holy word. I entitled this reflection, The Life of Service. And as I wasn't leading worship last week, I did want to take the opportunity to remember our Queen along with you and so many others. Over recent days, much has been made of her life of service. Ever since she had to take on the mantle of the monarchy, she has led by example, guided by her faith in Jesus Christ, and lived within a deeply embedded royal culture. Like all of us, she has travelled through the personal issues of family, the joys of children, the tragedy of loss, the breakdowns and the reunions, much of which has been played out over ever-increasing media-fueled culture. Perhaps unusually, she has warmed the hearts of many, including those who might not have such a royal sense or perhaps just not really up for having a monarchy. She has brought levity to events such as tea with Paddington Bear or walking out with Bond, James Bond. Her long years of service culminating in saying goodbye to Boris Johnson and admitting Liz Truss as Prime Minister. Genuinely, I offer my condolences such as they are worth to her family who mourn the passing of a loved one. But also I mourn the end of an era shaped by her longevity and her presence that simply is everywhere, a matriarch perhaps, as well as a monarch. But she was also a loved daughter of God and he welcomes her into her eternal home where the crown that she wears now is not a lonely one, for each of us will receive a crown. As the old hymn says, so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. The tenacity of faith in a secular soaked culture 
was for the queen a defining characteristic. And both of our women in our text today were cut, if you will, from the same cloth. Deborah from the book of Judges is a powerful example to all women of faith today. Her appearance is recorded in Judges chapter 4 and 5. And I do encourage you to take the time to read through them fully. We haven't read through them fully in church, in our worship, but I do encourage you to read them. The song in chapter 5 is written as early as 12 BC. is possibly the earliest example of Hebrew poetry and tells her story. Through her faith, tenacity and willingness to step up and out, allows the Israelites to break Hazor's control and gave the Israelites 40 years of peace. Over many generations and in de some denominations even still, women are pushed to the fringes to make the tea and teach the children. Deborah breaks the mould and proves that women do not have to hide in the shadow of men. In fact, she's the only woman in the Old Testament known in her own right, rather than known because of a man. The text is very unclear as to whether she's actually married or not, because the same word is used for woman as for wife. And in reality, in those days, you pretty much were a child and then either a wife or a widow. Um, being single was not really an option um, unless somehow you were um, affluent and had your own money. It is clear that she was much respected and she sat as a judge. Now, the term judge is used in the same way as um, in the story of Moses, where Jethro, his father-in-law, advises him to bring on elders who can help listen to the issues of the day and help the people work them through, as it was too much for Moses to do by himself. So people would go to her to solve disputes between neighbours and the family and so on. And it was before the reintroduction of the monarchy through Saul. The practice was to seek guidance from God through prayer and meditation, and, and therefore they were often known as prophets as well. And that said, only Deborah and Samuel carried both titles in a formal sense, as judge and prophet. She receives a word from God and instructs Barak to raise the army. King Jabin and his general were formidable foes and they had what was for that time uh, modern weapons of war, so they really were uh, quite the foe. Barak, her second in command, speaks his reluctance, perhaps because the instruction came from a woman to go to war or because he held her in such high esteem. We're not really sure. His reluctance, however, is punished for he will not receive the glory of defeat. And this would have been a big deal. That will be handed over to another woman, which if you finish reading chapter 4, if you haven't done that for a while, I, I recommend it. But it must be read comprehending the brutality of war and the really untenable situation that the Israelites were in. So they really suffered under this king and his army. And so this woman is given the opportunity to dispose of this general. 
So she makes him sleepy, uh, she hid him using her feminine wiles so nobody would check the tent and find him and uh, eventually when it's the appropriate time she murders him with a tent peg through his head. Um, particularly brutal but when all you have um, is a tent peg and a hammer then you know. The most powerful evil man was outwitted and destroyed by a woman possibly even by two women. Deborah steps into the war with Barak, confident that God was faithful and allowing herself to be vulnerable, trusting in God. Mary, a name that in itself was rebellious, hence its popularity, meets with God through his angel, the angel Gabriel, and is invited to join with him in his grand plan for the salvation of the world. She is a peasant child betrothed in marriage in her early teens. Just as Deborah was the only female judge, a rarity in itself, this calling was given to a woman from the sticks and not from royalty or academia or wealth. And of course you're thinking, well, she's having a baby, so it has to be a woman. And I know that, but just, just hang in there for a second with me, okay? There's logic somewhere. God could have gone to Joseph first and sought his permission for his woman, his wife-to-be, to be the mother of Jesus, the Son of God. Indeed, making the decision for Mary. If you think back to the story of Abraham and Sarah, Sarah overhears the angel telling Abraham that she will bear a child and her reaction is to laugh. She was desperate for a child without a doubt, but the original promise that he would be a father of many nations was made to Abraham and so God honours that. Here, the birth of the Messiah was promised to be of a virgin it would be a virgin who would be with child. For there to be a virgin, the woman would have to be young because, as I've said, marriage happened at a young age. You went from being a child to being married, just like that. Mary is asked to give up her reputation and potentially moves in with Elizabeth, her cousin, for safety because honour killings were a thing then as well. Mary would have been ostracised by her family for she brought them into disrepute as well. It's only in one of the Gospels that it's recorded that Joseph is reassured about who the baby is. We look at women like Deborah and Mary and even our Queen Elizabeth and we respect them for their lives of service. But we must be careful not to fall into traps of worshipping them because they are human beings too, imperfect like the rest of us. And they were all capable of being feisty and assertive and great role models. Whether it was faith-filled messages at Christmas, standing up to Jesus at the wedding in Cana, or calling out Barak for his reluctance, none of these women backed down. They just kept going knowing the calling that God had placed on their lives. Whether we are male or female, non-binary or other, 
we are all equal in the sight of God. Paul, maybe an unlikely advocate for gender politics, wrote that there is neither male nor female, slave nor free, and so on. God defines us as human beings made in his image, and he calls each one of us into a life of service. Jesus gave us our purpose to go into all the world and make disciples. The Holy Spirit is God's gift within, his gift to all. And I'm sure Queen Elizabeth heard those immortal words, well done, good and faithful servant. And those are the words that we want to hear the day that we are offered our crowns. None of us are excluded and both our Bible stories reminds us that God uses everyone, particularly those who perhaps don't feel worthy, don't feel capable, don't believe that they have a voice or a place. Women epitomise that in the culture of the Bible, but there are many today who are still treated as second-class citizens in the kingdom of heaven. All of us, from queens to peasant girls and everything in between, are welcome. What is holding you back from a life of service? If you are thinking God is calling you like Baruch, but you are reluctant to step out, perhaps there is somebody there who will walk out with you, like Deborah did. You might not get the glory, but the job will still be done. If you have a vision, a prayer-filled word from God, wisdom that the church, your people, the world needs to hear, have you shared it? And if you have stepped into a life of service or you feel you might be coming through the end of a life of service, remember God doesn't do retirement. Age is just a number. I mean, go and ask Moses or Noah or some of the others in the Bible. But I can assure you that your leaving gift is out of this world. May our Queen truly rest in peace, her son step into her legacy with pride, and may we remember them all in prayer as they mourn a loved one. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. I do hope that you will join us again as we continue our series on Old Testament characters. Hope you have a very blessed week and may you know his peace and comfort with you. Until next time, God bless.